Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. The meaning of tawassul. Of course, we have to distinguish between tawassul and shafa'a, which we will do in a little while. Tawassul, as Dr. Saab said, is seeking means to Allah or seeking intermediation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now here, what can be the problem with tawassul in seeking intermediation? Well, when we go to the notion of tawheed, we have tawheed, of course, in the that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he is one. Tawheed in the af'al of Allah, that he is the only one who is acting. Tawheed in the asma and sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here, we don't see the problematic area. The problematic area with tawassul comes when we talk about tawheed in terms of the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That only Allah needs to be worshipped and nobody else is to be worshipped. Now the question comes that asking from other than Allah, asking from other than Allah, is this infringing upon the tawheed of ibadah or not? This is the problem. That when we ask from other than Allah, does that mean that we are faltering with tawheed of Allah? Now here, I can say to Dr. Khalid Sab, Dr. Khuram Sab, please help me. Nobody will say that this is shirk. Nobody will say that this infringes with tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now, God forbid, yes, somebody dies and we say to them, please help me. Here then the doubt comes that whilst this person was alive, asking them in their lifetime, we understand this is a human necessity. But after their death comes the problem that is this now consistent with the Tawheed of Allah or not with the Tawheed of Allah. Now, as we go into this subject, many people will construct different types of arguments. They will say, well, this person is a shaheed. A shaheed, if he's a shaheed, then is he still alive? The answer here is that whether they're alive or not, we have to go back to the text and we have to see what the Quran is saying, what the Prophet did, and for the Shia Ithnashari, what their Imams did. And we see if there's a problem or not. So here we discuss about Tawassul in two ways. There are two types of Tawassul. Directly asking other than God or asking God through others. Yes? So we go through the first one. Directly asking other than God. We just stated for me to ask Hashim to give me something is not infringing upon Tawheed. But if I were to think that Hashim can independently do anything for me without God's consent, then that is infringing with Tawheed. So even asking living beings, do this for me, if it is with the understanding that they can independently do anything without the agreement of God, then that is shirk and that is faltering with Tawheed. But the thing is, the Prophet said that shirk will go unnoticed within my ummah as an ant goes unnoticed walking on a rock in a black night. They said how? He said they will assume that other than God has any potency. So wearing a ring thinking that it can save me is a form of shirk of shirk al-khafi. But the Prophet said Allah forgives that. Allah forgives that because it's in the human condition. Human people are very weak. They can't understand such levels of tawheed. So that is forgiven, Allah said. But going on to calling other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we look at the Quran, Allah says to Isa, alayhi, that did you tell them to worship you and your mother? Isa said, O oh Lord, what right do I have to say such a thing? 
If I have said it, you would have known it. You know what is in my soul. I do not know what is in your soul. So here, Isa, Isa denies any level of authority in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, at the same time, Quran asks that the day in which we will gather all the prophets and we will ask them, what did they respond to you after you went? The prophet would say, we have no knowledge. Every prophet is saying, I have no knowledge. So if the prophet is saying, I have no knowledge, then how can that prophet listen to somebody who is calling that prophet? Let's make that argument again. In tawassul, the directly asking other than Allah, we say, Ya Rasulullah, do this for me. The Quran is saying, the day in which we gather all the prophets, and we've asked them, Mada ujibtum, what response were you given? Apparently the Quran is saying, this is a question to the prophets after they left them. So Isa is saying, and the prophets are saying, so long as we were alive, we witnessed what they did. After we left, you know better what they did. In other words, we have no knowledge of what they did after you took us. So if a prophet is saying we have no knowledge of what they did after you took us, then how can that prophet be called upon directly, Ya Rasulullah, do this for me. So that's an argument that directly calling other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that does not sit well with the Quran. Another verse of the Quran that says, and those people that you call upon other than Allah, they themselves are desirous of the shafa'ah from Allah SWT. The people that you're calling upon, they themselves are calling to Allah SWT. In one place, Allah is saying that the people that you call upon, they do not hear you. In another place, Allah is saying, and even if they heard you, they can't respond to you. So when we look at all these verses, we are seeking, we, are, we see that this is something that does not sit well with the, uh, with the whole uh, notion of the Qur'an. Then we say in that case, let us look at the seerah of the Prophet. Did the Prophet do wasila directly through Ibrahim Salamullah through Isa, through Musa, we don't find anything. The Prophet did wasila through Allah's hamd, Allah's thana, Allah's creation, Allah's asma, Allah's sifat, Allah's rahmah. He did wasila through those things. But these are wasilas through Allah, not other than Allah. As Dr. Khuram said, that do not call with Allah anybody else. In Al-Masajid Al-Illah, I'm not using that verse because somebody can say that verse is for masjid. There are another verse that says, do not call with Allah anybody else. Do not call any other Allah apart from Allah. Then we say, for the Shia consumption, has any of the Imams practiced a direct form of tawassul? Within the Shia tradition, there is not a hadith that says that any of the Imams have done tawassul with the Nabi or any other Imam or any other Anbiya. Look at every dua of the Shia Imam. Yes, Dua, for example, Khomeil, in Saifa Sajadiya, they haven't done tawassul. There's only one thing that they've done is shafa'a. Because Ayatul Kursi says, Man illa So Imam Zainul Abidin recites a dua. He says, Oh Allah, 
if my parent, Imam Hussein, is pleasing to you, then allow him to do shafaat for me. And if I'm pleasing to you, then allow me to do shafaat for him and my mother. Keeping it very God-centric. Shafaat is the only one thing that the Imams have spoken about. To say to Allah that, oh Allah, if you were to allow it, then allow them to do shafaat for me. Yes, If you allow it, according to the verse of the Quran. So now here, Shaykh Ayyub Rashid was with us. And he gave us the whole analysis about Dua Tawassul. Within the Shia religious culture, we have a Dua known as Dua Tawassul, in which Tawassul is being done. Now, if it can be proven that this Dua Tawassul is from the Prophet's family, then according to the jurisprudential method, the Shias will have to agree that Tawassul is Jais because the Imam has said it. He proved in that sitting that the famous Dua Tawassul does not have a Sanad. There is no Sanad to Dua Tawassul. It came in many centuries after the occultation of the 12th Imam. It did not exist within Shia culture. I'll come back to Dua Tawassul in a little while. So the first thing is that none of the Prophet, no, the Prophet or the Prophet's family, none of them have done Tawassul. The Quran does not talk about it in the way of directly asking other than Allah. In fact, the Quran is saying the opposite. Don't do this. And the prophets have no knowledge even if you ask them. That's what the Quran is saying. Two, the prophet hasn't done it within the Shia literature. The imams haven't done it within the Shia literature. And if there is this Dua Tawassul, then it's already being discussed and proven that this Dua Tawassul does not have any Sanad. So it cannot be proven that it is from any of the Alul Bayt. Now, comes the question of indirectly doing tawassul. In other words, asking Allah through another. Is that jais or not? The first thing is asking Allah through Allah is perfectly fine. Oh Allah, I ask you through yourself. Oh Allah, I ask you through the heavens and the earth that you have created. Oh Allah, I ask you through your benevolence, through your rahma, through your rahmaniya. If we can say that I can ask Allah, O oh Allah, because of the beautiful way in which you create everything I ask you to create a child for me in the womb of my wife. If that is allowed, then the argument is, why can't I say, O oh Allah, for the sake of Muhammad Rasulullah and Ibrahim and Isa and Musa, the ones that you have created because this is your creation, I ask you to forgive me. The question here is that this sort of tawassul should be fine. Because Allah is being asked of directly. And to ask Allah through Muhammad Rasulullah and through the Anbiya, of Muhammad Rasulullah and the Ahlul Bayt of Muhammad Rasulullah is asking Allah through his own creation. So the whole tawassul goes back to Allah. In this way, in this way, we say that tawassul has no problem to ask Allah directly but through his names, his sifat, and through his af'al. And Muhammad and Ali Muhammad, and Muhammad and Anbiya, Masalaf, these are all makhlukat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we are asking Allah through the beauty of Allah in creating all of the prophets and the prophet of Islam. And maybe we can ask them, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the creation of anything, but provided it is asked through Allah directly, 
asking Allah directly with the attribution of his beautiful actions. That is theologically perfectly fine. Coming back to Dua Tawassul now. This Dua Tawassul, Shaykh Ayyub Rashid analyzed for us. This Dua Tawassul, if you look at it and analyze it, it says, O oh Allah, I come to you and I seek your Rahmah. And then immediately after that, the Dua Tawassul says, Ya Abul Qasim, Ya Rasulullah. There, the Shaykh pointed out that there is a problem. Because we are doing tawassul directly to two things. One is to Allah and one is direct tawassul to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is theologically a problem. So within the Shia, uh, Imamiya faith, tawassul is of two types. One is doing tawassul directly to other than Allah, which is not jais within the Quran or the Sunnah. Two is doing tawassul indirectly, asking Allah through somebody. That in principle is jais and allowed. As far as the tawassul is concerned, which is the whole problem with the Shia understanding, sanadan, it's not right. It's proven that according to the asanid, it is incorrect. It's not from the Prophet or his family. And as far as the matan is concerned, it is theologically problematic because it is referring to other than Allah directly. I'll stop there. I hope we can have some further uh, thing, discussions oh, and questions and answers. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh